There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. All right, guys. With Should Knight signing his life story away to Ray J, which Latino life story would you like to buy? Who that brand is a Mike? Um, locally, people don't know this across the country, but there's a guy named Mike Preston Lopez who's had a public access show for 20 years, Preston. and he's super crazy, whatever. I would like to do a life story on him. Wow. Preston Lopez. Rachel. Uh, I'm going to go with Vanna White, you know, because mm. she's half Puerto Rican and never talks about it, so uh, I would really like to yeah, understand the story as to why you're not telling people you're 50 Cent Puerto Rican, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna I want you to turn the letters around on your life. Oh, snap. All right, I'm going to go. I will I go with no Menudo. Sense. I always wanted to see a story about Menudo. <laughs> oh, There's okay. no stories about Menudo. They're like with the Beatles of the Latinos. I don't, I don't get it. That's true. You guys probably can play one of the characters. Oh, no. Yeah. Jamie? Um, Eric Estrada. He was, oh, he was one of the, the top actors on TV. And then he kind of just fell from grace and started doing like psychic friends. So I want to know after doing chips if he, if, if he has a chip on his shoulder. Ooh, can you call it from Estrada to Nada? <laughs> And you. Hi. Hi. This is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Ooh. Hola. Wow. What's up? What's good in the hood? It's your girl, Rachel La Loca. Yo, this is Frank Nibs. Frank Spiracy Here we Bios. go with this stupid game. <laughs> Yo, this is also Frank Nibs. <laughs> <laughs> I am James Ferns. James Ferns. That's my James? job. That's my job interview name. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hello, I'm James Fern. Hi, James Ferns. <laughs> I love how Frank took so long to think about it. He was just like, James Burns. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like the way it sounds. That should be your like pen name. That's my Clark Kent. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, we missed you. Yeah, man. We really we fucking did, missed you. We did. We sure did. I mean, but you guys, uh, I want to hear about everything that went on because the Instagram doesn't do it justice, right? Mm. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, where do you guys start? Where do you guys so start? much to talk about. I suggest we go in chronological order. Does that work for everybody? Okay, so I landed on two, uh, <laughs> Tuesday night. I landed and I stayed with Andrew Santiago. Shout out to him. Shout out to Andrew. Yeah. Then Wednesday morning, uh, after a five-hour break at the dispensary, Rachel and Frank met with me. <laughs> You're exaggerating. <laughs> Three hours. They, they've met you on a cloud of smoke. <laughs> they just, they just drifted to you. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to MedMen, by the way. Five oh, minutes Med away. MedMen? Oh, my God. So They're eight, everywhere. Eight o'clock in the morning, baby. So eight o'clock in the morning? You went to a dispensary? <laughs> it was like eight. Did they serve 50. coffee when you got in there? Weed and coffee? Twista was in there already. What? Do you yeah, believe that? Got. Twista. Yeah, make you celebrity overnight. Him. <laughs> he was right behind me. I didn't even know that. I We left, and Frank was like, that was Twista. I'm like, oh, Twista what? getting twisted. Yeah. The board game? <laughs> Stupid. It's like, how high are you right now, Rachel? <laughs> anyway, shout out to MedMen, all the dispensaries we hit up. Some pretty good ones out uh -huh. there. And yeah, why not? Wake and bakey. You know what I mean? Wake and bakey, yes. Wake and bake. All right, so we're going to go to Norda then? What's next? So after that, we went to Spanish Aki Presents, the podcast. That's right. Which was a little freaky because it was like, Riza, who's the host? She's their, their queen bee, and then you're the queen bee, and you guys have so oh, much Lord. Yeah. And that then Carlos good. Santos is Jamie, Amazing. and he does the dad jokes, and they were like, they were like the... Like it, it was kind of like miming mirror. in the mirror. It was weird because they are like our uh, cross country buddies. Like, and each of us does like kind of person personify somebody else on their team. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. So that was the dynamic um, on oh, the show. It Amazing. It was yeah. awesome. Amazing. Carlos, longtime friend, right? Yeah, Former yeah, guest. Yeah. They have something so special in that podcast. Yeah. It mm. was really nice to be a part of it. And then Rachel got involved with the, the improv. Me and Frank stayed quiet, but Rachel. Okay, got we had the option. Let's talk. We haven't talked about. Yeah, because that was the first We're thing. We're really I recapping asked. this like we haven't yet. Because so. I listened to their podcast and I know they do the I know they do the improv at the end. I'm like, did you guys do it? And then Mike said Rachel did it. So I was like, mm. I put my balls on the table. She sure did. You, did. you know what I mean? Because improv really isn't my thing. Like I did one on one and two on, but that was it. You know that was it. Anyway, so mm -hmm. you want to talk about it? No, that interview. was great. You did a great job. You you hung in there. That was You're gonna really have to good. listen to the episode. I don't want to talk about yeah, it. The episode's gonna say... come out in a couple of weeks. We'll we'll post it as well. And uh, it was fun. It was fun. I ended I ended up doing my Russian accent. Oh my goodness! A really? Do a little preview. Yes, You pretty eyes. Damn! Wow! I feel violated if I sound like. There's what do I feel different. <laughs> I'm like getting undressed here. How There's different levels of the Russian. That was like yeah. sexy older man Russian. <laughs> all right. No, you got to listen to the episode for more. I can't give all the milk away. And then we got in an Uber and we went like 40 minutes away. We went to Hoops Talk podcast. Yo, that was good. And Rachel, you did really yeah. well hanging in there talking about sports. Yeah, I was, I was wondering about that. Was Rachel just where you, did you kind of put your, you know, your opinions in there or what? Well, you know, I went to the podcast thinking it was a podcast about hoop earrings. So <laughs> I came Sorry, prepared. I came prepared with a whole dissertation on why I wear hoop earrings. And then she's like, no, it's like hoops, like basketball. 
Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I really appreciate them welcoming me. I wasn't going to talk much. I was going to just lay in the cut. I was like, you don't, if you don't have a mic, I'm good. You know, right. let Frank and Mike rock. This is their thing. Which, by the way, I heard the episode. You guys, you guys should think about a sports podcast. Oh, really? You are so good. Thank you. So good. Awesome. So good. Frank, did you have any like kind of controversial sports? <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't. Ooh. Nah. I mean, you know, we love sports, so I mean, that was a natural Frank, for me. And Mike. You know what it is? Frank has that old school like '90s basketball type of mentality, so his takes are really, really good. They were really good. Okay, because he he seems like the guy who'd be like, "Yo, just fire everybody." Yo. <laughs> fire this dude, yo. He's not doing his job. <laughs> he's not good for the team. Get him out. Get him out. Uh, no, but Rachel, you hung, and uh, you were talking about Carmelo Anthony the whole time, which uh, saved you. So, look, I know a lot. No, <laughs> I, I know um, a little about sports, but um, I know a lot about the, uh, you know, more about the appearances. I don't know how to describe it. Mm. You know, like who's sitting in Celebrity Row, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's directly related to sports, mm-hmm. right? Because there wouldn't be sports if it weren't for those people. That's true. That's the only thing worth seeing in a Knicks game: the celebrities in the in the game. True. That's true. Nobody cares about the actual yeah. Knicks play. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, but yeah, they suck. So then from there, we went to an event, right? Your boy Pills. Shout out to Pills. Pills in the house. Latin mix. And yeah. then he had like a speech and everything. Then he was like, hey, he motivated me. He is really good. He's a Dominican at, motivator. He's good at that. Like he, I got to shout him out real quick for what he does for Latino DJs in this country. Yeah, he gets everybody together. He mobilizes yeah. this, you know, entity of Latino DJs and he trains them to help one another he does these events in localized cities to gather them together because i guess it's not every day that they're sitting at a bar and idea exchanging they see each other at the club the music is loud it's like hey what's up what's up i like that's the exchange i think of djs among mm. each other i married one so i see you know so um, kind of like a mixer right where they just kind of like talk <laughs> <laughs> they meet every month yes that's what he calls it i think a latin mixer okay. latin mix mixer okay. or something. Yeah. anyway so kia sponsored his event and it was just a gathering of the latino djs in los angeles and it was kind of fun to watch yeah there's a brotherhood there, there is it's crazy uh, i was surprised Yes. Right? Mexican Did you have fun, D- Frank? Yeah, Mexican DJs, Central American DJs, you know, Caribbean All DJs. DJs. Frank looks a- like a DJ. You could pass I for do. a DJ. Yeah. DJ Frank. DJ Nick. But nah, he had everybody together. I was really surprised. He has DJs from the East Coast. He has DJ Fake News. DJ Fake News. <laughs> All right, so let's get right to it, right? First drama that we had, right? So Frank stayed with me, and then Frank told me that he didn't have, he had like two days he didn't sleep. So I went to Miami. We know if you listen to the past episode, when we went to Hispanicize in Miami, Frank literally didn't even let Rachel sleep in. She was in the other room. So Pregnant? Yes, pregnant. I just wanted to sleep, but actually no, because I was watching the video of us winning the award right. all night on so, repeat. So, the, so the, <laughs> the game plan is to sleep before Frank but Frank was so tired since he had like 48 hours without sleeping that he fell asleep now I've heard snores but ladies and gentlemen what you're about to hear right now is a version of a snore you've never heard in your whole entire life exclusive Tibby please play it (laughs) oh my god Frank, please explain what that is. Wow. That was moving furniture. You heard that was moving furniture. It sounds like an animal giving birth. Like, I don't know what. Like a farm animal, like in the barn. Like like an alpaca. Yeah, like an alpaca. (laughs) 
I don't know. Yeah. I think I, I need that uh, sleep apnea mask. Eso está fatal, señores. Fatal, fatal, fatal. The voice, the voice comes in. You guys, we love just throwing shit at you. Surprise, motherfucker. Damn right, motherfucker. Julissa Calderon is in the motherfucking Dímelo, mi gente. Tranquilo, We didn't scare you, right, with that snore. You're not leaving. I know no, you just I was here. just like, what's happening? <laughs> like, what exactly is going on? If you, like, gave me a multiple choice and you put that, that sleep, it was a snore, that would definitely not be my, like, first answer. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, Frank. my God. Diablo, no. tigre, che chequeate. No, yeah, 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 no doubt. Yeah, at least like a mouth guard or something. Algo, right? algo. Like, I feel like... Urgent care. Yeah. Urgent care. Urgent care. You just have something to toqueado ahí, tú sabes. Puede ser. Because you got an urgent snore. That's what it is. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> I know. A.K.A. Hey, Carlos Santos. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So... Quickly, Thursday, we got the opportunity to go check out season two, episode one, live studio audience at uh, Mr. Iglesias. That was a fun time. It was so it was four hours. Much four fun. hours. Um, but a it was TV a lot of fun. taping, a show yeah. taping. Was, you know, yeah. they're cutting, they're breaking. You're in the audience. Yeah, and then, but as an actor, you kind of experience and see how you know it's not an easy process. They change some jokes around at the last second. You're supposed to remember remember it. And uh, you know, Rachel was uh, very happy with the catering, right? <laughs> Actually, I wasn't, okay. but I was really happy with what you're talking about. I mean, watching Oscar Nunez, yes, from The Office, and those kids, yeah, those. those kids Kids were wow. fantastic. You know, we say that kids are the best actors ever. No one yeah. can top any any child. Lord. Just because they're in the moment and they just playing. They're really having fun. Yeah, they were. That's amazing. They it was were. amazing to watch. Sherry Shepard is in the show. Mm. Oh, and you, and you know, full circle for you. Because you got to speak to her afterwards, and she did, did a video for you. I She was walking back. She's mad cool. Uh, and she was walking back to her dressing room. And I was like, Sherry, girl, I was on the newlywed game with my husband a few years ago. Oh, that's ago, right. You have a connection. And she hosted. And Edgar, to this day, has been saying that she was flirting with him and giving him the answers on oh, the low snaps. during the recording. And we still fucking lost, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck was that Yo. I don't know why he didn't flirt back. He should have. But... Wait, but how did he give her the answers to the newlywed game? Isn't that like how you're supposed to guys know each other? Yeah, but she was. He she... he said that she was trying to guide him to the right ah. answer. Wow. Through mannerisms and shit like that. Wow. Okay. He was like boasting about it. <laughs> then afterwards, we got to walk the set. Yes. And talk Ooh. to your girl. Shout her out. Julia Grubb. Julia Grubb, man. Yeah, she took she's us amazing. on a tour, One of the man. staff writers. She, she hooked it up, and we got to meet some peoples and, and stuff. And did you meet Fluffy himself? We sure did, We sure Jamie. did. We got to talk to and him. And we got a gift from Fluffy for the podcast, and I'm going to play do. it. Yep. What is it? It's a really great gift, and it's actually dedicated to somebody very special here at the podcast. Absolutely. So, this is an exclusive. I think that's going to be the title of this episode, but Tibby, this is for you. Tibby, Tibby, this is Gabriel Iglesias. It's late. I'm here with your uh, with your people. Hey, we love you, Tibby. Uh, man, they they're loud. They they're loud. I don't know if they're Puerto Rican, Dominican. It's <laughs> fucking loud. They're loud, bro. Anyway, I just want to say hi. It's after the show. I thought you lived here in California, but they said no. 
Hey, he lived far. He wanted to be here. Pero la vieja or the viejo, because I don't know what you do. It's, and it's not me to, to judge. So I just want to say hello. And uh, hey, man, I'll, I'll see you when I see you. Because uh, you know people, clearly. People, people with beanies. <laughs> Yeah, you might want to help her out with. Never mind. Gotta go, Tibby. So there you go, Tibby. That's so dope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's super dope. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Let's make the record straight. So, Tibby, I was gonna like say something. I was gonna like kind of set it up with like, yeah, Tibby, whatever. He didn't want to, you know, he didn't want to do anything. You were going to make it about you? You were going to make it no, about you? No, no, no. Of course. No, never. <laughs> Typical Bago nah, fashion. I'm not the Queen Bee. But yeah, Rachel, told like me, to, Rachel told me, don't do that to Tibby. Don't. Just surprise him. And I'm like, I right, bet. So that was a surprise for you, bro. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. We love you, Tibby. That's that awesome. was good. <laughs> I oh, no, we got up, you the video. We got you. I went up to Fluffy and, uh, you know, I basically said to him, like, you know, you, your number one fan works for our podcast. And uh, he thought you lived in California. He was like, oh, I'm really tired, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. We're from New York. And he's like, wait. So it was very dramatic. And I turned around. I'm like, you'll do it? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, give me your fucking phone. <laughs> he didn't say fucking, but he said, give me your phone. And so it was special because, you know, awesome. he appreciates his fans. Yeah. Awesome, Rachel. Yep. And then now comes to Friday, which is Hispanicized. And we got to do the live podcast. Yes, we did. From the intercontinental downtown Los Angeles. What a beautiful view. Oh, my God. Yes. Although it gets tricky because when I got there on Wednesday with Frank, they were like, uh, a couple of people were like, oh, no, you got to go to the 70th floor for the lobby. I was like, yeah, right. And Mm -hmm. they have their lobby on the 70th floor, yo. It's crazy. Yeah, I heard from someone uh, that it is the tallest building west of the Mississippi. Wow. 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 From someone? Well, that's what I'm going to caveat it by saying because I didn't fact check. (laughs) I heard it from someone at the bar. (laughs) So that even that lessens the statistic. Uh, Somebody's probably talking about At the bar, too. Somebody was just throwing that out there. She picked it up. (laughs) First of all, I was like, wait, west of the Mississippi. Ain't that shit in like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, we west of the Mississippi right now. <laughs> they probably right though. That sounds accurate. Who knows? But what about it? So the podcast panel was cool, right? The panel? Well, did we I first... just say I call it a podcast panel? No, we did have a podcast panel. That was at three, but at noon we had the podcast. I combined it. Rachel, so we po- only had three mics, so Rachel's like, you know what? Fuck the mics. We're just gonna do our natural voice. So we actually <laughs> did the whole whole show without any mics or anything. We were just engaging with the whole crowd. Yeah, bumming man. Out. It was fun. We're theater people. We know how to project. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. the room wasn't that vast. You know what I mean? Right. When we were heard. Oh, and, uh, it was fun. Andrew Santiago was amazing. His bochicha bites were good, Jamie. Jamie. You young. should. Well, no, look, I love Andrew. I love Andrew. But then I saw a picture of like a, a picture where I was photoshopped. <laughs> Andrew's face was photoshopped on my body. I'm like, <laughs> you didn't have an old picture which just hit you guys and him? Nah, like, nah, you had to put my fair. picture That's and then the photoshop. That was good, yo. You know, it hurts a little. But um, no, but Andrew was the OG in the show. I always got to. 
I always gotta respect that. Mike oh, just like likes to rub it in yeah. a little bit too much. You know what I mean? I I enjoyed the live show because I think this is the first time ever we did the f- fake news and like people in the audience were like, I believe, <laughs> I b- I'm a believer. Yo, when I'm Frank converted me. When Frank was doing his fake news, you could hear a pin drop in the audience. Everybody yeah. was like, <sighs> on the firmament. like it was really really impressive. On the firmament. The firmament. On the firmament. On the firmament. Wow. On the firmament. The firmament. Yeah. A firmament. It's like a dome that we all live. I yeah, don't we know. live Talk like in a Frank. Right. We live in a dome and it's. Oh, it's water. fake. It's fake. The hell of the hell of the hell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you had me over here like, yeah. what happened? <laughs> Almost got my ass. Uh, then we did the panel at three, which was awesome. Uh, the millennial women. Um, and then we had our actual CEO of Revolver that was on the... On Shout the- out to Jack Hobbs. Yes. El Presidente. The Gran Jefe was there next to us, bugging yes, out with sir, us. Man. I think he got mad. I don't, I don't know. I think we're going to get kicked off because I did an impression of him. No, nah, he had fun with you guys. He had fun? All right. Yeah, yeah. you guys have fun with Mike him. Mike did a clear he has like a He has like a voice that is worth him. Like, how, what's no, that no, no, no. See what it was. When he got real dramatic and he wanted like to prove a point to the audience, he would crouch over, take off his glasses, and like be very, <laughs> like really emphasize and everything. So I, I said, yo, I have to, I have a point to make. And then I impersonated him in air. And then he got really shy. And he didn't do it again after oh, I did shit. it. Yeah, you made him feel bad. You obviously made him feel bad. Yeah, I did. Yeah. He's a corporate dude. That's so. This is our last show of the revolver. We had a good run. Good knowing you guys. You, you <laughs> made it enjoyed. awkward. You made it awkward. <laughs> no, maybe you saved him. Maybe now he's aware of it. He's maybe, like, yeah. Oh my god. Although I was a little upset because there was too many people on the panel. So Rachel made me sit on a little table. And then when there was What pictures, the hell are you talking about, Rachel wow. made me? What am I, the stage manager? I didn't make you sit anywhere, <laughs> here motherfucker. We, here we go. What is this? I didn't show up in any of the pictures. Okay, okay. Let just air it out. Go ahead. So I'm just saying when there were pictures for the panel, mm-hmm. you didn't see me because I was too far to the left. It was a wide and I think it was a wide shot. Got, you couldn't even see off. that it was Everybody there. Cut off. Everybody that took Every a picture, picture. And posted it, you didn't see me there. You only yeah. saw an elbow. <laughs> shout out to the young ladies that were shout out to the young ladies who were on the panel with you, Mike. We are millennial, millennial women. women. Yes, they Follow were, them, they check were, out their podcast. They were sisters. Great. great. Yeah, and, we, uh, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. We got asked some interesting questions. Shout out to the moderator, Roxy. Um, it was good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we went to Jalissa's pa- uh, panel as well. Mm-hmm. I went to your panel. It was really good. I what was your either. What was your panel again? <sighs> it was called Out of the Box. Out of the Box. Ah, see, see, So see, did see. you go or you didn't go? I did. I was just wondering. El en total, el en total. Yo entré, yo estaba ahí. Yeah, we were all pa- uh, panel popping or pop panel popping. Pop well, our, pa- our panel, panel wasn't crashing. popping though because what was popping was next door that they had on my block. The panel on my block at the same time, next door. Like what the? Explícame, señores. Carlos was just trying to wrap. Carlos Santos was trying to wrap it up earlier. Like, guys, if we wrap this up in five minutes, we can join the. Yo, other yo, panel. yeah, facts. He was like, let's go over there. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, I just, I just didn't understand it. Pero tú sabes, yeah. But it was cool. Spanish was really, really cool. A lot of great panels, you know. To Julissa's point, but you know, it's hard to go to all of them, right? Yeah. So There's got to be a better way. There just has to be. So many of our friends were doing panels that you know. I know it's in our hearts to go and support everybody, mm-hmm. but it was nearly impossible, especially because the floors were so separated. Mm-hmm. Like some people were on the seventh and on the fifth. That was, I guess, my only complaint about the. 
logistics of the venue. Mm -hmm. But all in all, it was so nice to see everybody out there. What I love about these kinds of events is that we don't normally get to see each other except for on social media. So it's really nice to hug and shake hands and be like, yo, what are you working on? Yo, word, me too. I got this. And like, it is a real opportunity to idea exchange again and to just like put face to face to the people that we see populating the amazing content across Mm -hmm. social media. Mm, Very true. Wow. So let's skip to uh let's get to it. Let's get to the (laughs) Techno Awards. By the way, shout outs to uh Spilling the Free Holes, is it? Mm -hmm. They won the best podcast and they're part of Revolver too. Before that, there was a little drama because last time we had to do the Hispanicide Techno Awards red carpet. Unfortunately, things happened. We missed the red carpet. What were the things that happened? I don't remember. You don't remember? It was last year. I was <laughs> pregnant and I remember very well. So what happened last year? Let's go have we a We were in Miami last year. You guys remember when we brought home the award for best podcast content yeah. creator? I remember that. Mm-hmm. Made us an award-winning podcast. That's what's in the EPK. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's what oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I didn't say what award, EPK, but we are an award-winning podcast. Uh, anyway, I was ready for the red carpet. Now, yo, I'm going to keep it 100 right now. Like, we are a podcast uh, that are that is rising. Yes. We can't afford all the bells and whistles that we really need right now. Yes. Such as a publicist and, you know, things like that. So we got to jump on any opportunity where there is an opportunity for us to get this brand out there that we're working very hard on. Can I get an Amen. Amen. All right. So last year in Miami, I thought to myself, self, let's do this. Pregnant and all, I'll walk this red carpet or wobble this red carpet with these guys. And I waited and I waited and I waited and you guys showed up late. And when you showed up, the lights went off, the cameras went off. All right. So I I have an explanation because last year was my fault. So what happened was while I was ironing and Frank (laughs) Frank could tell me the button broke off. And it was right where my belly button was. And I didn't want to throw my belly button in <laughs> the red carpet. Corbata. No, no, no. Yeah. I just had a shirt and then a, a jacket over it. <laughs> so the button. So I, we were trying to sew it on. And that's what took longer. Well, so you got one of those European phone. Zara shirts that's just like too tight for you? <laughs> You weren't there, James. I don't even know why you're asking. Wait, wait. But I have so, another question. Go ahead. You just so happened to have a sewing kit? No, we, that's what we were looking for because we were staring at Airbnb and we found it and we had a sewer. So it was my We fault. also found the edibles yeah. in the Airbnb. <laughs> Frank wow. had a good time. And I couldn't anyway, partake. So that was my fault. But unfortunately, that was because, you know, a little error. This year was completely different. Oh, so this, this year, year was not my fault. This year it happened no. again. It happened again. It did It sure again. did. It did. Yeah. Not yeah. my fault this year, though. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, yeah, Mike, it sure Mike, did. Mike told me, go to sleep. Don't worry about it. I don't know. I was sleeping. And you were sleeping. No way. Yo, Frank, don't even, no, don't even go there, Frank. You were sleeping. Yo, Frank, don't worry about it. Frank was a genius. He had a friend he hadn't seen, and he was like, yo, don't worry about it. We're going to go upstairs. He lays down on the freaking bed, and was, I'm like, Frank, what are you doing? Rachel's waiting for us. They're like, nah, nah, it's all right, man. Go ahead. Go without me. And I'm like, come on, we can't. You know Rachel's going to get mad. <laughs> Is that really how it went down? Yes, he Frank, was laying down. It, it down? definitely went down like that. Do not oye. He's snoring. You don't hear me? <laughs> I told oh, you because you came at me. I'm like, Rachel, don't get even I came at both of you. Why Yo, am I don't give me that. Yo, He's that, an adult. That, 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 my I, 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 that dress was official. Okay, honestly. let's talk about uh, the dress. Yo, Frank is old school Dominican. He knows how to compliment a woman. Don't divert. Don't divert. 
five for that okay? dress was official. We honestly. missed the red carpet again because when they, I didn't even know where y'all were. Nobody answered my text. We I'm like, hello, ETA. Next year is a different year. And then you had the audacity to blame it on my dress. Oh, you should have told us you were gonna wear a J Lo. Okay, listen, I'm gonna tell you what J Lo dress. Shout out to the J Lo dress. Yeah, it was a replica. It was a Versace. <laughs> All I'm saying is, had you told us, look, right? You didn't tell us nothing. You to, I was trying you kept to it make a sec- typical yo, female. You kept it all a secret. Because yeah, honestly, and then you get mad. And then you get mad. Yo, when, the first, it, when I saw it, I'm like, oh my god, this is serious. Yo. I was listening. Like, do I say something? Yes, you Let say it out, something. Do I feminist, do I feminist no, 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 it up? No, no, do it, do it. Go ahead. This is why we have you here. <laughs> this is why. Yes. No, not, that's it. No. no. Okay, 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 okay. Why does she need to tell you what what she's wearing? Did y'all tell her what y'all were wearing? No, no, I get it. No, nine times out of ten, you don't. But this was this is like can go viral. I mean, it went viral for you, right? Like a lot of people were complimenting and everything, right? You even took a picture with Casper Martinez. But let's go back. Let's let's go back in history. Let's go back in history. Listen, let me ask you a question. Listen, let me let me ask you two questions, (laughs) Rachel. This is Angelissa too. Two questions. When that photo of J Lo went viral, what was the guy that she went to? To the what was it? What it was, was the awards? Uh, MTV. What was Diddy's oh. outfit? Was you don't remember awards. Diddy's outfit. Why? Because it was all about her. So if you went ahead and took a picture without us, that was going to be the picture, not the one that was going to be a group. So you could have gone ahead and took the picture and but it would have I'm a loyal bitch, and I will always be loyal. But it doesn't matter. We were not going to get mad at I you. I cannot right. walk that red carpet without my people. You know what I'm saying that's yeah. Rachel from the block. Right. Frank, what side are you taking right now? Because then, you know, nah, come yeah. on. So I wore the dress, bet, right? Next year, yeah, next year we're going to do it. I'm Yo, not just giving you money. Next, 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 next year, no le pere. Yo, you oh, fucking Rachel. take a picture by your goddamn self. Rachel. See, bien, bien. Third, third time's a charm. You bring that same dress. No, I'm not. And you not. wear that next year. <laughs> and don't wait for I us. I was paying homage to J-Lo because it's coming upon the 20th anniversary of the dress. Yeah. I'm also paying homage to my body, which is so Absolutely. different. So, you know what? I was like, yes, okay, sir. I'll show off the carne. Why not? Right. You know? It was L.A. Had to. And it felt so good. And like I told you, pieces of shit, we could have had a moment (laughs) on the red carpet. And I said it to Mr. uh, Casper Smart. No, Mr. NGO Media, he even Who said he said that dress belongs on stage because you know we should have introduced the podcast. Ooh. We should have introduced the podcast. Especially, actually, that's true. Who introduced it? Couple other people. Some people that we like. Yeah. Uh, well, one person that we know, the other person we don't know. No. Uh, ladies who bronche, Julissa. Yes. From Ladies who bronche. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, great for her, yeah. right? That Skittles we is love home her. best yeah. one, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But like, y'all are the winners of the last year's winners, we said so that. why not? We were going to do a whole Kanye thing, but I didn't want to disrespect people, you know what I mean? But <laughs> I, 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 you know, I stayed in there. But listen. <coughs> okay. Yeah. In conclusion, Rachel, we apologize. Next year. Oh, you do? Yeah, we'll apologize. Oh, two days later. For last cool. year. For last year. Oh. Frank, you got to apologize for this year. Go ahead. No, nah, I'm sorry, Rachel. Next year, we're going to bring it, girl. <laughs> we're going to be there early, Rachel. For real, for real. Before yeah. it's even set up, before the red carpet's even set up, we're going to be there first person. Yep. Bang. 
All this over a dress. I don't wow. believe it. Me neither. I, I don't, believe, don't believe, it. believe that at all. I'm like just... nothing you just said. I think that you should have stayed quiet five, ten seconds ago. Yeah. Okay. It was at this moment that he. Because now the more I'm like, yeah, it's not up. working. I'm just telling you guys, when we're at the Emmys, if you guys are fucking late, <laughs> I'm walking that motherfucking carpet by myself. Wow. I'm going on record saying that for the Emmys. Good night. Wow. You, you can't do Latino said. time. What you just said? You're saying wow, but you just said she should have walked it by. You herself. believe the treatment I get here? No. Um, okay, so uh, sorry, Rachel, and uh, we'll, we'll do better next year. Definitely. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be a next year. Who knows where we're going to be? Uh, but hopefully, the next red carpet opportunity we get to walk will be the Emmys. Yeah. yeah. Don't be late. No. Don't right. be late. No. Way. And on Let that note, have been training. Okay. And, and on that note, it's time for the Bachicha bites. I've been waiting all day. Aye. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. Aye. Bochinche. Aye. Bochinche. Aye. Bochinche. Aye. Bochinche. Aye. Bochinche. Aye. Are you guys uh, three hours behind still, or you got used to the time? I don't three even hours know. You? I don't even know if it's forward or back anymore. <laughs> no, I'm good. But that's not because you went to LA, Frank, right? You're just like that normally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, since you were, <laughs> while you were gone, yeah, um, there was some news. Uh, actress Gina Rodriguez was in the news again today. Mm. Um, and shout out to, first of all, we fans of Gina Rodriguez. No doubt. Uh, yeah. She's, uh, you know, a Latina uh, doing big things and great, great for Latinos in Hollywood, what she's doing. But she fucked up. Because um, <laughs> last week, um, she posted herself singing the Fuji's song, Ready or Not. Right? Ready or not, here we come. And evidently, people were not ready when she said the the N word while she was singing along to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, in her defense, this is a great song, right? We love this song. Yeah. Um, and her rapping skills were not that much worse than Praz, if we're gonna get real. Um, <laughs> that's a Fuji joke for people that Dang they know. Praz was the weak one, no? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but for uh, look, for a woman who's had like a lot of controversial racial situations in the past. Maybe she should have probably used her inside voice for this song. You know what I mean? Um, and she was criticized, man, like on social media. And then so a letter to apologize, obviously. She apologized twice, right? Once in the stories. Yeah. And then she was like, let me do a written version, right? Let me make it official. Uh, <laughs> and this is where I think Jane the Virgin fucked herself because... Oh, shit. I... <laughs> Here's the thing. I look, she fucked up. She's human, right? right? That's not even the issue, right? My issue is that her apologies really don't seem sincere. Mm. Wow. Um, mm. They seem way too overacted. I mean, she even wrote on her Instagram, watching my own video playing back at me has shaken me to my core. Oh. That's a little bit like that apology's at an 11, right? We need you at like a seven or eight. It don't gotta be that. It's like, I mean. <laughs> People will rem- they'll respect you more if you just say, "Look, I fucked up, right? It's not gonna happen again." Um, and, and I just I feel like, you know, some people are saying she's anti-black. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe she's just a little bit. She's so pro-black that she's so comfortable using that word, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like these light-skinned Latinos. We gotta, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Light-skinned Latinos gotta know their role. They can't be just saying that word 
anywhere. Like, and just and then just say, yo, because I'm not the you know I can say. Really? Because Tibby, we got footage of you saying the N word <laughs> back in 2013. Roll of the me tape. Play it. Roll the tape. Yo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he saw yeah. that? He that was, was like, hold on, wait. That was what? a real that was a real reaction. He was like, wait, what? That was Marty Gras and I was drunk. He got tight. Um <laughs> But this does add a look. This adds another angle to the story because a lot of people screaming that this criticism of her is hypocritical because a lot of famous Latinos like J-Lo, Fat Joe, they've said it in the past. They haven't really been criticized. Mm. So why can't Gina get a pass? That's true. You know, I agree with her. I think it's the Bronx pass. The Bronx pass. (laughs) (laughs) You grew up in the Bronx. You could say That's a Bronx pass? Yeah. Right. You just Uh, mentioned two people from the Bronx. Right. I just think there's so much more than just that. Is is because one, we're living in a sensitive ass culture, right? Mm-hmm. So J Lo and Fat Joe wasn't they've been doing this. This is Navi Kaora. You don't hear J Lo ever saying that word now. Mm-hmm. She'll get True. ripped to shreds. Secondly, I also feel like <laughs> she has a history of bullshit. That's why they're that's why that came from like left field and people were I mean it didn't come from left field and people were pissed. If it was like the first time, I'm sure she didn't have to do like she would it wouldn't have been that serious. But she's doing she's talking She's been talking reckless. We've been hearing this and being like, girl, just be quiet. Yeah. But she just doesn't. And then in the in the whole thing with the stories, I feel like she definitely, she saw it and she was like, oh shit. It looked yeah. like they were calling her to set and they were like, Gina, Gina, yeah. come to set. And she was like, hey guys, I just want to say really fast. I'm so sorry about that shit. Peace. And then he gave three flying fucks about what was going on. <laughs> she really did it though. And then she was like, I, because you see the people, the people are like, Oh hell no, bitch! Did you just? Did you yeah. just? But she, her apologies, like even in that the stories, like she's so prepared, like just you know what I'm saying, like show some humanity. Don't be yeah. like, um, you know, she's coming off like like she's Latina, but people see like people don't see her like as an like I don't think black people see her as an ally. Nah, but they see her as like the Latina Reese Witherspoon, right? Like she's very mm. like, oh my god, like uh, my bad. It's it, this is hurting me to my core. Like so I do my, you think also do you think if she was a little more hood, people would be like. Because she kind of chooses when... She is cookie cutter, right? She's cookie cutter when she wants to be, but I think she chooses when she wants to be a little hood. But I mean, you got, I think if she was hood in her apologies, people would. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> like, yo. Yo, I just came out of my, I love the fucking Fuji's. Yeah, I also think it wasn't that big of a, like, let her, she was just singing a goddamn song. Yeah. Like, and come yeah, on. Those are the lyrics. Those are the lyrics. Yeah, yep. like, come on. J-Lo also has, she had, she doesn't have, um, Gina doesn't have like a cosign. Like, J- J-Lo had Ja Rule cosigning her. Mm-hmm. Pre-Fire Fest, Ja Rule. So this was like. <laughs> the one they respect. Yeah, they still respect <laughs> He was still like murder, and it was like, yeah, sure, murder. <laughs> um, Yo, back in the day when I used to work at People in Espanol magazine, we like our sister publication was Essence, so we went to a karaoke thing, and I was mad cool. Everybody from Essence, you know, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna do Biggie Smalls, and I'll tell you, it was awkward because I got to the part, and if you don't know, now you know. And I looked around, and I was just like, no, nada. <laughs> Damn, so you see? So you should know. People just should know about it. Like, just watch your surroundings. You just looked at everybody if you don't yeah, know. Because they were looking at me. No, like, you know. They were looking at me. They were like, what is she going to do now? <laughs> I said it for you. Yes. Uh-huh. So Gina, save the, save the singing for karaoke. All right. Oh, don't put that shit on my Word. Um, uh, la- next bite. Last bite. Okay. Uh, 
So the Joker made, um, obviously, if you, anybody's seen the Joker or the commercials, yes. there's a scene. Yes. Yes. He's yes. dancing on stairs, this yes. long-ass staircase. Yes. In the Bronx, isn't it? That's yeah. in the Bronx. Yeah. It's West 167th Street in the Bronx. Right. They've now, it's now become the Joker, known as the Joker That's stairs. Wow. And it's a tourist attraction. Wow. Chamaquito have him dance on that damn stage? <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? There's mad, like, like <laughs> tourists are going to the Bronx, this neighborhood in the Bronx. And Bronx people are not having it. Uh, some people, some actual tweet uh, tweets. <laughs> this is one. If y'all keep going to the Joker stairs, y'all gonna end up getting robbed and your ass beat <laughs> and wow. really, really look like a clown. Watch. Oh, wow. So the, they're giving the Bronx greeting to people. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's the Bronx. It's the like, Bronx. What you expect? I'm gonna play devil's advocate. I'm gonna play Joker's advocate. I think, I, like, I'm gonna ask <laughs> the Bronx a question that my favorite Joker asks: Why so serious? Right? Ooh. It's not that serious. We live in Instagram. We live in an Instagram world, all right? People want to take pictures. Um, you know, fucking iPhones got like six lenses now and shit. People, <laughs> people, they want that Instagram content. So let these long ass dirty stairs have their moment, right? That staircase is like an overnight celebrity now. Like, I mean, now the Bronx is trying to steal its shine because they don't want to be bothered and shit. <laughs> And and scaring white people is not gonna work because like the people that take these pictures on Instagram, they fucking they don't care. They'll go take a picture at the, like at the edge of a volcano. Wow. They'll be in the Grand Canyon at the edge, like yo, like scaring them, robbing them is not gonna scare them. They're just gonna have that. They're just gonna video that, like oh my god, I just got robbed for the first time in the Bronx. Are you getting this, Toby? <laughs> my first Bronx robbery. <laughs> So you're not going to be able to scare them. I just don't know why the Bronx is so... like. Don't you want the Bronx to be a tourist attraction? Nah. Some people say it's part of the whole gentrification That's of the what, Bronx absolutely. now. Absolutely. That's the first thing you think about. All of a sudden, so many white people... Once, First of all, a bunch of white people come into the Bronx. They got to build a Starbucks. <laughs> so you They're already... That's Google, a, right that the is the, the start of... Exactly. That's the yeah, start of gentrification. Imagínate. Wow. Nah, I'm, I'm with it. Rob them. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, señores. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with all that. I do think about Latinos a lot. We should have a a photo shoot on those stairs. On Joker's stairs, staircase. Joker's, Joker's yeah. Take it back. Take the staircase back to Latinos. No right. doubt. I'll leave my jewelry right. at home. Yeah. <laughs> and you can wear your J Lo dress too. Uh, those are the bites. <laughs> those are the bites. Yeah. For this Great job, Andrew. I mean, Jamie. Oh. Now it's time for Ouch. the fake Ouch. news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibs. Hello! Julissa, nice to have you. Hola, ¿cómo estás? ¿Cómo estás, muchacha? Nosotros hablamos de eso, pero como que eso que... Ay, Dios mío, santísimo. Well, folks, today we're going to talk about Project Serpo. Serpo? Serpo. Sopao or Serpo? ¿A Sopao de qué? No, 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 no. Serpo. S-E-R-P-O. Serpo. What does that mean? Project Serpo started after the Roswell crash, okay? Oh, shit. One thing people don't know that they found one... Uh, extraterrestrial dead and there was another one that was alive and the United States kept them alive and they call this Project Circle because this is the constellation that this extraterrestrial is from Excuse the constellation Circle you can just okay? say it and oh, this constellation is 39 light years away oh, is that that uh, far? okay yeah Mike's like 40 light years <laughs> if I 
<laughs> now let me tell you what happened. Let it out of your system. Go ahead. Continue. This extraterrestrial helped the United States. All right, he got in contact with his fellow uh, people in Serpo. Okay, that left them support, uh, what are they called? Guys, you can play a drinking. We're playing. You can play a drink. Play a drinking game every time. Uh, listen, Frank says Serpo drink. Take Serpo. A shot. And these extraterrestrials came back and got this, uh, got their comrade back. And in good faith, the United States worked out a deal with them. And that's why our technology has really risen and gone fast in the last 50 years. Okay. This is very, very important. In the year about 1954, we sent about 12 of our citizens out there to this, uh, Serpo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. Shot. They went, they went. Okay, and they came back. It took 15 years for them to go and come back. Mm -hmm. seven, seven of them came back, which was seven men and one woman uh, came back, and two of them stayed behind, okay? Now, this is very coincidentally. In 1977, they came back, all right? What? Now, in 1978, there was a film. The numbers are not at Yeah, now. also, seven plus two is nine. What happened to the other three? <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, let me Thanks, tell you what. Thanks, Julie. Why we have you here? Oh, okay. Take fact checker. They this stood right. behind. They was getting let that alien dick. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, dick. I heard stuff. Well, a few of them stayed, and you know, a few of them died because of radiation. Okay. Uh, uh. Now this is this. Now this is the weird part. Mm. They all came back around 1977, right? So. And in the year 1978, Steven Spielberg released a film called Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And in this film, the same thing happens. This big UFO comes, and it comes to pick up certain people from Earth, and it takes it back to this uh, constellation, mm. which is very coincidental because NASA didn't want Steven Spielberg even doing this film. Okay? Mm. Now, another thing about this film, and I think I mentioned this film, this film takes place when this spaceship comes, it picks up the people on Devil's Tower. Oh, sure. Devil's Tower is very important. The Native Americans really looked at this piece <laughs> of, of, it's like a natural treasure, and they say that this is a mud fossil. A mud fossil was a tree back in, you know, back back then. This is a big tree trunk. People think it's a rock, but it's a tree trunk, okay? Where is it? I think it's in Arizona, I believe. Okay. I could be wrong. Somewhere. And <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> my I want to ask you guys a question. Yeah. Mike, yeah. a spaceship came and they wanted to take you away somewhere else, a beautiful land. They say it's like paradise. Would you go? Is there a gym and Wi Fi? Everything, Mike. Everything. Everything, there? everything. Yeah, of course. I'll try it out. Okay. Wait, but that's all they're saying is paradise? I need more specifics. Mm -hmm. I can't just I be mean, like, yo, it's paradise. Okay. I mean, you could take you could take your significant other, you could take your parents, you could take anybody with you, and they, they tell well, you it's a paradise. Paradise for me is with none of those people. So can we <laughs> Would you go, Jamie? Serpos? I guess Jamie. Would. I need like a brochure. I need to see like, <laughs> is there like a beach? Palm trees, a like I want beach. it to look nice. A I don't vacation club, I could join. Oh, we're gonna join. end up in some Firefest ass fucking concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. With probes up your ass. Yes. And like cheap ass teepees on Mars. I don't want to fucking do that shit. Uh uh. No. Rachel. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm happy where I am. I'm good. Is there okay. a dispensary over there? <laughs> Is there, rent think about it. is there rent control? Like, what's up with that? Everything. I want to know specific. You'll be in paradise. I mean, what we're living here is, I mean, are, are we living anything any better than anybody else? I'm just saying, they'll, they'll offer you the best of the best. Uh, who, who is they? Yeah, good question. The aliens <laughs> from Serpo. <laughs> they talk all languages. All languages. Serpo Ricans? Are they Serpo Ricans? Serpo Ricans? Serpo -Ricans. I mean, Serpo -Ricans. Oh, yeah. Welcome, welcome to Mars, y'all. Like, hey, welcome. Hey, 
<laughs> yeah, so guys, that's my fake news for today. Well, we have exclusive of uh, how they speak, right. their language. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a little extra research in there, and this yeah. is how Serpanians sound like. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow. I think I understand what they're saying. Are they yes. dying? Oh no. We need to save them. Yes. Come to our paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no farm animals. I thought we I thought we uh we outlawed any farm animal noises after Tippy, episode you're on thin ice. five episodes ago. All right, thank you so much, Frank. You're welcome, folks. Thank you very much. Support from LOL comes from Manscaped, who yeah. is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Mm. Manscaped offers position-engineered tools for your family jewels. Yeah. I'm so glad Manscaped exists. Can I tell you? Because I used to try to manscape the old-fashioned way. What's that? <laughs> With scissors. What? Wow. And I'm telling you, I almost Lorena Bobbitted my, 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 you know, my member back in the day. With and what? With these little scissors that I had in oh, my bathroom. Idiot. You know, and I, have, I, don't want pe- I don't want our audience to have these permanent scars that I have down there. Right. So that's why Manscaped, yo, they've redesigned the electric trimmer. They're, look, they got this thing. They're Lawnmower 2.0. Yes. It has proprietary skin-safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Wow. You know, Frank, remember that time we were shooting and you mm-hmm. were on set and you're yeah. like, yo, I got to trim my goatee? Right. Yeah, that trimmer, mm-hmm. my bad. Oh. I'm so sorry about mm-hmm. that. Damn, no wonder that chick said that smelled like smelly balls. Well, oh, now man. with Manscaped, right. no more, bro. I'm going to give you the Manscaped and that's it, bro. Oh, great. Yeah, because you don't have, look, it doesn't make sense to put to use the same trimmer that you use on your face on your balls. That's true. All right? Look, Manscaped, they have another thing called the Crop Preserver. Mm. What's that? An anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Wow. You know, because you already, look, you put deodorant on your armpits, so yeah. why are you not putting it on the smelliest part of your body? I mean, it's not the smelliest part of my body. I mean, I try to... <laughs> it is for me. I try to wash, you know, at least every other day. But, I mean, a lot of people, they need some deodorant on their balls. Mm. So, yo, look. Yeah. Get 20% off. Damn, that's good. Plus a free shipping. With code LOL wow. at manscaped.com. These, manscaped is giving you the right tools for this particular job. You know what? Your balls will thank you. Thank Yo, you. guys, get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code LOL. I'm already ahead of you, bro. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show where we interview someone freaking amazing. And mm-hmm. when I say amazing, you back me up on this. Is this yeah. amazing or what, yes. you guys? Mm. Yeah, this is very big. Put your hands together here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast and everyone listening for Secretary Julian Castro. It's good to be with you. Thank you for having me here. Oh my goodness, it's so great to have you. Uh, you're phoning in from San Antonio, Texas. And, That's uh, <laughs> right, the home of uh, Tex-Mex and good weather these days. Mm-hmm. And Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan. <laughs> Tim Duncan. Yeah, for <laughs> sports fans. Tim Duncan bad, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. I'm glad we're starting with the important stuff at the top of yeah. the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, 
Secretary Casho, I just have to say, I, Rachel La Loca, have met you before. I used to work for a brand, People in Espanol, for a long time, where you rolled out the red carpet in San Antonio for our brand and the festival that we hosted there for several years. I've been on a riverboat cruise with you eating guacamole, and I have to say, you had us cracking up, and it was just a pleasure to be around you, and I'm so thrilled you're running for president. Thank you for being on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Thanks for having me. And yeah, that was a great festival and we were happy to host it and, uh, you know, help showcase a lot of talent and introduce people to San Antonio also. It's good to talk to you again. Thank you. Okay, so we have a few questions for you. So what was the preface to you and your twin brother pursuing careers in politics and community service? You know, if you had asked me when I was like 15 years old, did I ever think that I would uh, get involved in politics, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have just said no. I would have said like, hell no. Uh, I didn't want to uh, because my mom that we grew up with, uh, she was a Chicana activist, a Mexican-American civil rights activist. And so when we were growing up, she was helping get other people elected and she was active on different uh, 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 Latino issues and women's empowerment issues. And so we would get dragged to a whole bunch of meetings and rallies and speeches and a whole bunch of boring stuff when you're 9 or 10 or 11 years old. Um, but through all of that, eventually what I got out of it was that it counts for you to participate. Like, you have to try and make a difference. And however you do it, through your church or your community organization or your business or through politics, that you should try and do something for somebody other than yourself. Hmm. And for me... Uh, you know, kind of following in the tradition of my mom's activism, I chose public service. I chose to go into politics. And I chose that because I wanted to do something for other people and because I felt fundamentally blessed by the opportunity that I've had in life. And I wanted to make that kind of opportunity possible for other people. Julian, you've been on the uh, campaign trail. My question to you is, what are some of the concerns that uh, some of the Latinos you've met um, locally and what are they concerned about for this country right now? In a lot of ways, the Latino community, the Latinx community, is concerned about what all other Americans are concerned about. You know, I hear a lot of concern about the cost of rent out there. Uh, I hear a lot of concern about their children getting a decent education, about being able to afford health care. Uh, you know, I grew up with a grandmother that had type 2 diabetes, and uh, ultimately, right before she died, she had to have one of her feet amputated, uh, which in the Latino community is very common for severe diabetics. And I hear, you know, concerns about the cost of insulin, that it's gone up several times over the last decade. Uh, and then I also hear uh, a tremendous anxiety, especially among recent immigrants and mixed-status families. Uh, about how terrible, uh, you know, this administration's policies on immigration are. And there's a real fear out there of getting rounded up or a family member getting deported, uh, you know, a lot of anxiety about whether the future is going to be here in the United States or somewhere else. So you have been uh, debating um, in the last couple of months. How hard is it to stand out in such a, a crowded field? I mean, I feel like there's so many voices. It's just probably, how do you get your message across um, to potential voters? Well, you're right. I mean, right now there's 18 candidates and a lot of talented people. In the last debate, we had 12 people on the stage. So there's no question that for any candidate, that's a challenge. Um, so the rise of 
the news and rise above the, just the back and forth. For me, I've been trying to march to the beat of my own drum uh, and be bold and fearless and speak up for people who often aren't spoken up for. You know, I was the first candidate to release my own immigration plan that represents a totally different vision of how we can do immigration and treat people with compassion and common sense instead of cruelty, a plan on police reform, on supporting working families, on uh, creating more housing that's affordable for people, uh, and improving our foster care system that nobody else has put forward a plan on. So, you know, I've tried to lay out a vision for the future of our country where everyone counts. And uh, my first visit after I announced wasn't to like Manchester, New Hampshire, or Des Moines, Iowa. It was to San Juan, Puerto Rico, mm. to tell the people of the island that we're thinking about them and that, you know, if I'm like the president, I'm not going to fail them the way that this administration did in their time of need with Hurricane Maria and their ongoing struggles. Uh, so that that's the kind of campaign that we've been running. I think, you know, um, it's been a struggle. Uh, can't you know, my name ID was not as high as some other people. Uh, our resources in the bank have not been as high as a lot of other candidates. But little by little, you know, we've built up the low-dollar donors. I have one of the highest percentage of small-dollar donors in the race. Uh, I've expanded my name ID. We've tried to just get stronger and stronger. And uh, we still have about three and a half months left until the Iowa caucus. So we're working hard to be able to make the next debate stage and stay in the race and then so I just want to make it clear to our listeners because I think we can help here. Um, we reach several thousand Latinos across the country, and I know that there's a need to raise $800,000 at this point. What can our listeners do to help? That's right. We're, we're at a very critical moment where you know we need to raise the resources that it takes to staff the campaign, uh, to organize in these early states, and then to, to take a shot at getting onto the next debate stage. Um, which will be in November. If I don't, you know, just like frankly, it becomes hard to be viable as a candidate. And I've made all the other debate stages, but we're trying to work to get onto this one. Um, listeners can help by contributing, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, whatever they can afford, uh, at juliancastro.com. I'm not taking any money from PACs. I'm not taking any federal lobbyist money. I'm not taking any money from big oil executives. Um, so my campaign has been based on the contributions of the people uh, so that you can know that if I'm president, I'm going to serve the people of this country. But you know, we really need that support now more than ever in the campaign. Going back to the debates, but on a lighter tone, um, how did you feel about seeing Lin-Manuel portray you on SNL? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's an honor. Right? Somebody that talented, um, he got I, I, he, he sent me a Twitter message, and I sent him one back just telling him that he did a fantastic job, uh, that he got it down from the suit to, you know, the whole look, and then, of course, the, the mannerism. <laughs> Good job. When you are elected president, is your brother expecting a job offer? Like, tell us. <laughs> um, that would be a big no. Oh! <laughs> and we've had enough of you know, administrations that have violated nepotism. Mm -hmm. uh, even though my brother is super talented in his own right, you know, he uh, he's in Congress. Uh, he's been there for four terms representing the, basically the western half of San Antonio. He's on the Intelligence Committee uh, and the Foreign Affairs Committee. 
So he's super talented, but, you know, I think he's of more value in Congress. And not only that, I think it would be too much of a tank trap. Too many people get confused if we're in the same building. Yeah. I mean, I love joking with you. Thank you so much for riding along this crazy train with us. But I do have somewhat of a tongue-in-cheek question for you. As comedians and performers, which we are here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast, um, we have our pre-performance warm-ups, whatever they are, prayer or uh, I think Jamie runs naked around the theater three times. Yeah, I ask first, though. Um, so, I mean, aside from listening to our podcast, what does Secretary Julian Castro do to warm up before a speech or a debate? <laughs> uh, different thing. First of all, I make sure that I eat so I don't pass out with these three hour debates that go on forever and ever, right? And I also bring like an energy bar that I sneak under the podium. Uh, but you know what I've done in three out of the four debates is uh, right before I've gone out, I've looked at a picture of me and my brother with my grandmother that I grew up with. Uh, and she was a, a Mexican immigrant who came here when she was seven years old as an orphan. And, you know, she helped raise me and my brother, along with my mom. Uh, she had raised my mom as a single parent. She worked as a maid at cooking a babysitter. And she was able to see Joaquin and me, after all of that, after growing up with her in that household, get into college and get into law school. And then she passed away before she saw us get into politics. But I have that picture that just reminds me, you know, of her. And I usually try and look at that right before I go out on the debate stage. Wow, thank you for sharing that with us. That's beautiful. Yeah, I'm going to predict this. When you do become president, my question to you, what are going to be some of the things you're going to tackle as president, some of the issues? Well, my vision for the future of our country is that we work so that we can become a country where uh, everybody can reach their dreams. And that means that we work to become a smarter country, a healthier country, a fundamentally fairer country, and also a country where everybody can prosper. And so, you know, I've laid out um, plans on a number of different things, but right at the top of the priority list are going to be things like uh, switching to a healthcare system that is based off of Medicare so that everybody can get great healthcare in our country without having, having to worry about going broke because they can't afford it or not having coverage in the first place, where everybody can get great healthcare coverage. And also... Um, rejoining the Paris Climate Accord and investing in a Green New Deal to get to net zero carbon emissions and also create millions of new jobs in a clean energy economy, and then reforming our immigration system. Um, you know, like a lot of people, I, I've had enough of this cruelty. I think we need to fix our system. And, of course, we're going to maintain a secure border, but we're going to treat people with basic dignity and respect and put people on a pathway to citizenship as long as they haven't committed a serious crime uh, and work with Honduras and El Salvador and Guatemala on a 21st century Marshall Plan so that people can find the safety and the opportunity that they need in their home country instead of having to make a dangerous journey to the United States. Uh, those kinds of things are the kinds of things that I look forward to working on. Um, Secretary Castro, so your mother has made such strides for us Latinos in this country. Um, I would really love to know what kind of wise words she's shared with you or what kind of advice she's given you in the past. You know, I think the most simple but memorable piece of advice that I ever got from my mom 
was the one of the first times I asked her. I remember, you know, we were driving a car. We must have been about 15 years old, and I asked her about, oh, you know, if if I if we ever went into politics, and I don't even know why I asked back then because I really wasn't that interested until I went to college. But she said, all she said was, "Be honest," <laughs> which is, you know, very straightforward, very simple. But especially during these times, when I think about everything is a mess that we're in right now with with uh, you know, the guy in the Oval Office. Um, there's a lot to be said that no matter what your political beliefs are, that we need people in public service that are there to serve other people and not to serve themselves and fundamentally have integrity. And so my brother and I have always tried to live up to that. So we have to keep it real. We need, you know, we need to get the current guy in office out of there, right? And I feel like a big part of that is always, can we get the young people to come out and vote, right? And... You know, what do you think is, how do you engage young voters, right, to, to, to come up? Because, you know, last election, there was a low turnout. And, and what do you feel is, is kind of a message you can send to young voters to just really go out and that their vote does make a difference? Uh, you're right. I mean, we need to go to people where they are and capture their imagination with a vision for the future of the country that includes them and, um, you know, is based on how they view the world. And so that's what I've been trying to do to talk about the importance of confronting the climate crisis and, uh, you know, making sure everybody can get a great education and you're not having to pay for that for 40 years of your life. Uh, and that we treat everybody with justice and treat people equally, um, no matter what your identity is or, uh, how much money your family has or doesn't have or the color of your skin. You know, what I see is a generation that believes in possibility and wants to get past these divisions in our country. And so I think you need to capture their imagination with that kind of vision. And, you know, I've been going uh, to college campuses. Um, we're engaging young people out there in our country. And little by little, I've seen more and more young people support, especially because I've spoken out on these issues like police reform and uh, climate change and, um, the need for affordable housing. I think there's a lot of support for addressing those issues. Well, we want to thank you for your time, Secretary Castro. We want to thank you for what you're doing for us in this country. Please put your hands together one time for Secretary and Presidential nominee Julian Castro. Woo! Come on, all right. man. Thank you all. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much and good luck. And again, we will send our listeners to a link where they can contribute and we will continue with that message to our friends and peers. Fuchila Fresheners, que lo que. Fuchila sponsors this segment, and a big shout out to Ruben, who we bumped into several times out there in LA at Hispanicize. Ruben even did the customized Hispanicize air freshener, mm -hmm. and it really worked because I brought back some weed with me, and it really covered the scent very well in my yeah. maleta. <laughs> so shout out to Ruben and Fuchila Fresheners. You can find them at F U C H I L A Fresheners. And make sure you use code LOL20 for a very special discount.
All right, Julissa, ¿qué lo que? Nothing. I'm actually coming off of <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. No, no, no. You got mad shit, girl. Um, you busy. I, it ain't I'm, nothing. I, you know what? I'm booked, busy, and blessed. I, I am. I'm thankful. Um, I am on a school tour right now. I am finishing. I just came from Rochester yesterday. I flew in this morning. I um, Yeah. It's been really, really, really dope. So much love is crazy. First of all, there's so many Dominicans everywhere. It doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't think we know that, but it's a lot of Dominicans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have my la- my last one will be at USC next month. And then I'm done. And then 2020 is here. And the top of 2020 is um, Hentify. Hentify. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Netflix. Do you have a release date? We do not have an, uh, a date per se. Okay. We'll we have a we have a February timeline. Okay. Mm. So it's in the first quarter. So I'm and I'm excited about that. I also have a web series that I'm dropping at the top of next year. Super excited about it. It's called El Vecindario. Wow. And um, it's about to be lit. Yeah. Wow. Amazing, girl. Damn, yo. Julissa's one of those that, like, I mean, you podcast family at this point. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's always good to hear your updates because you're evolving and it's beautiful to watch from afar and close up, too. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I have evolved. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you <laughs> preaching to college students? Tell that's us wild, about right? that real quick. Like, what does that look like? I feel like, first of all, that's crazy, right? Because, you know, I know, I, I mean, y'all know me for real so you know I talk my shit and so <laughs> I feel like I'm like me you guys want me to talk to these kids but you know I, I think that if I had somebody like me when I was in college mm. talking to me I would have listened right because one the authenticity like you can't negate that but two is like I see you and I see me in you and I feel like that's what they get and I'm I'm really authentic I'm really honest with what I'm saying I'm telling them my story like not sugarcoating shit not telling them you're gonna get out of college and it's gonna be fucking rainbows and skittles because it ain't work so you know um, i think it's that i feel like it's super dope i'm so thankful though i feel like it is like a lot of responsibility i will say because i feel like can't go in there bullshit and like these kids really look up to you and they really want to hear something something that'll give them like a little pebble to keep moving forward he said hey, tu sabes. Mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm happy to be doing that that's no, dope yeah. i gotta give you props because anytime you're in a room and you're speaking i know you're probably going to be the most authentic and real person in the room. Honestly, Word. you keep it a thousand and that's really refreshing in an industry that sometimes is not. Yeah. So it's awesome to have someone like you that we're close to. And, and yo, 2020 is going to be your year. So I'm just going to keep a thousand for you. Damn, I appreciate that. Yeah. I think that's the biggest, that's the best compliment anybody can ever give me is just, yo, you're so authentic. And that's, that's, that's all I ever want. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, uh, let everybody know where they can find you if they don't already follow you, which yeah. they might very well be. La Julissa on Instagram, La underscore Julissa on uh, Twitter. Oh, also, I forgot. I'm tripping. This, uh, when does this air? Oh, yeah, airs oh. Thursday. You got Thursday. something oh, going perfect. on Friday. Tomorrow, uh, Friday, tomorrow, uh, I have a meet and greet happening at Ms. Riso Salon. If you don't uh. know, because you've been living under a rock, um, which you guys already had her, right? She was our guest last yeah, week. Yeah, Ms. Riso. But if you didn't listen and you still, like, you tripping, Ms. Um, Riso's opened up another salon. This is the second one. The first was in DR, and it's an all-natural salon, which is great for the pajones, for the curls, for the, you know, 
all the looking goods right now. Um, and I'm doing a meet and greet on Friday, and I'm really, really excited. The first 15 girls to show up, um, we're going to enter them in the raffle, and I'm paying for one of them to do their hair. What? what? Yeah. Oh, you're going to have a line. you have a line of people. That's amazing. I'm excited and for it. And it's from 7 to 9, It's right? from 7 to 9, but you have to RSVP at info at .com. Um, If you don't get a confirmation back, it is closed. Ooh. We have freaking rehearsal at that time. Uh, yeah, I'm Jamie, you can't enter. Sorry. Jamie, you can't, can't enter. So me and Rachel and Room 28 Sketch Comedy, we're performing Woo -woo. this weekend for, uh, for Sketchfest. Sketchfest, uh, which is pretty much uh, a bunch of sketch comedy acts from New York City and even some other states. And it's a whole weekend of sketch comedy. We're going to be performing on Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Uh, wow. at the Pit Loft. That's on West 29th Street So uh, in New York City. So um, come check us out and go to uh, the Room 28 uh, Instagram uh, to find out more information and all that stuff. Also, go to Me Somos app. I want to shout that them out. Right. Download the Me Somos app because uh, a web series that we did, uh, pretty much, uh, yeah, uh, me, Rachel, Mike, we were all involved. And it's a really funny web series, five episodes. If you download the app now, you you can see all of them in one shot. I just realized nice. that the other day. So check that out. It's and, totally bingeable. Yeah, it's totally bingeable. And it's it's funny. And then you'll learn. And Jay Friends at Instagram. Real quick, man, I want to give a few shout-outs to a few people that treated us very well out there in L.A. I want to give a shout-out to Fuchila. I want to give a shout-out to some of our former guests that we saw out there. We saw Johanna Hausman, mm -hmm. Calixto, Tony Peralta, John Henry, the people from Perolai, Curly, Cadiel, uh, Edwin and Vic from Vista. Mad love to everybody. Thank you. Ah. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, if we were to shout out everybody who we like bigged up and who bigged us up while we were out there, it'll be it'll be a three hour podcast. So check yeah. the check the show notes. We're gonna tag you all in the post that we put on social because we are certainly thankful for having bumped heads with all these folks. Um all right, so I'll go. Un saludo grande to the peeps over at Yero.com. That's double L E R O dot com, the lifestyle news platform for Latino men. This week they're talking about how Latinos don't get the black pass after all. Um, with all this backlash that Gina Rodriguez has got for oh. saying the N-word. So log on to Yero.com for the whole story. And please come to our live show. People, we're in the New York Comedy Festival. Woo Let that penetrate. The New York Comedy Festival. Woo Has it penetrated? Do I need to say it a third time? The yes. New York Comedy Festival. Woo on November 5th, we'll be doing a live podcast. So please log on to lollive.eventbrite.com. That's lollive dot eventbrite.com for your tickets today. You can follow me at Rachel La Loca and now I'll pass the mic to Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like well, that uh, yeah, that was great. Um, shout outs to Uptown Collective and Corriente Latina for being our partners and promoting our uh, podcast. You'll check them out. Go to their websites. Uh, for me, it's Juan Bago on all the platforms. And we have an exclusive. So while we were at Hispanicize, I had the opportunity to sit down with John Leguizamo for five to six minutes. So we're going to uh, enjoy it, enjoy it, and listen. Um, you were part of the um, When We See Us with Jarrell Jerome. Mm, oh, yeah, yeah. Dominicanito. Yeah. yeah so chill. my question to you is, um, you've always been in the forefront as far as like getting Latinas to be in front of yeah. the camera and everything. Um, do you feel like there's been progress? And what, at 2019, do we need to do to continue that progress? That's a great question, man. Um, I, I wrote an article two years ago in Billboard about our lack of uh, inclusion in Hollywood. 
that we were less than 3% of the faces in front and behind the camera. And then uh, an artist wrote another article in Vanity Fair, um, in Variety, using the uh, similar uh, statistics, but now it has jumped up to four point something. <laughs> it's such a huge leap, but it is something, but I think that's what we have to do. We have to keep fighting to get more representation because it really is not equal. Mm -hmm. It really is cultural apartheid. I mean, 50% of the population in Los Angeles and less than 3% of the face, or now 4% of the faces mm -hmm. in front of the camera behind it. That's, that's just not cool. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, things have to change. And I think we have to, it's a call to action because we don't need our kids to keep growing up in an uneven, unequal playing field. Mm -hmm. I mean, things got to change and they got to change now. So we got to call, organize, picket, uh, uh, write, run for office, and, 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 and make the changes that need to change. And, and part of it is we need to get executives and staff at the studios, at the newspapers, in, in corporations, that's where the decisions are made and that's and we're the only one who can affect the changes are ourselves. I think sometimes, like even for me, sometimes I like want to be in front of the camera. Do you feel that there's needs to be a call to action of getting people to be more inspired to be writers and producers and even directors? Because I feel like sometimes we, like a lot of times, Latinos are like, "Yo, I want to be in front yeah, of the yeah. camera." No, but I think there's a lot of Latinos who want to be in back of the camera, but that's also being blocked. I mean, mm -hmm. with less than three percent of the faces behind the camera as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and you can't affect a big change by being just in front of the camera. You have to be the executive who understands that these stories are valid and important and have a right to exist. And, uh, and, and a, a white executive is not gonna see that or understand that. I've been pitching for 30 years. They don't get it. They've never gotten any of the stories I pitched. They go, oh, that's funny, that's really well written, but they couldn't see it as a viable product. And then you go on Broadway and Lin-Manuel does Hamilton, if you would have pitched that to a studio or a network, they would have said, well, excuse me, there were no, yeah. the founding fathers were not black or Latino, and they did not speak in hip hop. I can guarantee that to mm -hmm, you. Mm -hmm. And it would have never got done. I promise you would have never been on Netflix or any streamer or any, or any Hollywood um, studio. But on Broadway, where you can control the, the access to audience to product, like in music, that's where we're killing it because it's right numbers, numbers are dry. They're, they're factual. In sports, the same thing. Stats are dry. You can't argue that. You can't yeah. tell me that that I don't have value when you see my numbers. Mm -hmm. It's harder to do with studios and in corporations. Sense of time, a quick question for you. You're on tour. Give me one funny uh, experience that you didn't think you were going to get into touring. Well, yesterday was great. We had 1,500 high school students. And for the first time, I realized I'm a vulgar human being. <laughs> Because I was like, oh my God, I, I'm cursing in front of these poor children and their teachers and the sexual content made them scream. Right. And I was like, oh, wow, wow. I was kind of embarrassed. But at the same time, I felt like at the end, they really listened to the history. I mean, the sexual content and the innuendo, because it was not, it's not pornography, but it's mm -hmm. sexual innuendo and... and um, and vulgarity made them see the facts better. So I feel like they really walked away with something, the 1500 kids. I think I was able to hopefully open their minds to, to the power of knowledge and how knowledge is one thing that nobody can take away from you.
Thank you very much. Pleasure. All right. That was awesome. Uh, thank you, John Leguizamo, for sitting down for five to six minutes and doing the interview. And uh, yeah, uh, Rachel, I think it's what? the time of the show. Oh, you don't want to close out the episode? Nah, you're good at it. Are you sure? Yeah. Here's your opportunity. No? All right. Well, you guys, thanks so much. Thank you to Julissa Calderon yeah. for stopping by. And of course, to Thank Secret- you guys. I mean, come on, girl. It is so nice to see you. I appreciate you, Uh Also to Secretary Julian Castro. Oh, my God. I mean, presidential nominee on the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Hello. Let that penetrate. Okay, please leave us reviews. They're getting so good. You guys could do better. If you need help writing them, holler at Jamie. Slide in his DM. He's a good writer. He will write the review for you, and all you have to do is copy and paste. It doesn't get any easier than that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we talked about that, Rachel, but... Um... <laughs> It's no big deal, Jamie. Can you just fucking take one for the team? Shit. All right. Um, we love you guys. And on that note, we out! The Latinos Out Loud Podcast. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.